We've been together the last few weeks talking about the purpose of our church. Talk about the destination or the way at least to get to the destination that God is taking us. We've talked about loving God and, and loving people. You know, we use that verse, the book in the verse of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. We started each week with this and I'll go ahead and start here again. Teacher, which of these is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Follow the law, the prophets, and command, uh, hang on these two commandments. And you know, we've talked about how sometimes we can complicate even the most simple things. And we've spent a few weeks talking about loving God, like loving Him with all. And then last week we talked about loving people sincerely. The reality that love... The love that we show, it has to be sincere. And and I believe as a pastor, if we do those two things excellently, if we do those two things sincerely, that we will experience impact in our world. That if we are sincere in our love for the Father, if we're sincere in our love for people, we will absolutely see impact in our world. I don't know how we could bring those two together and not genuinely experience impact. As a pastor, if you've talked to me long enough, uh, you've probably heard some of my philosophies or analogies, metaphors, whatever word you want to use when it comes to ministry. Many times you've probably heard me or some have heard me talk about pecan trees and how sometimes seeds take time to harvest. Like sometimes we just got to know what kind of seed we're sowing because it takes some time to produce a harvest. Another analogy you, you may have heard me talk about at some point is the idea of natural frequency. And you look at me and you say, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about when you say natural frequency. But the reality is that according to science, everything has a natural frequency. According to science... I'll read this just because I printed it. Nearly all objects, when hit or struck or plucked or strummed or somehow disturbed, will vibrate. If you drop a meter stick on a, or, a, or a pencil on the floor, it will vibrate. If you pluck a guitar string, it will vibrate. The frequency or frequencies at which objects tend to vibrate are known as the natural frequency. Now, The natural frequency is such an intriguing idea to me. And I want to talk about this today just for a little bit because I believe that impact is going to come as we touch on the natural frequency. I'm going to pray because I haven't prayed yet. Father, I thank you this morning for our time here this morning. Thank you for the presence of God that empowers us. I thank you for the promise of your word thank you for the truth that will be accomplished in us and through us. I thank you for the opportunity to demonstrate your love this morning. I pray for us all in this room, God, every one of us, that you help us to hear from your word this day. I pray for all of us in this room, God, that our hearts are inclined to you, that our our minds are open to what you're communicating to us. Help us to receive. Holy Spirit, we give you reign in our lives. We ask you guide and direct everything in Jesus' name. Amen. So my ministry philosophy, where I believe impact comes, is coming through the idea of natural frequency. You know, 
And so as we talk about we love God, we love people, what is impact really look like? Like what is impact? Like what would you call impact? I looked it up in a dictionary, and basically it's where one object is forcible upon another, or one object comes forcefully upon another, is what they quantify, according to the dictionary, as impact. And I'm not so sure I'm sold on that definition. You know, the idea of, of Hiroshima or Nagasaki, where, where the atomic bomb dropped. I mean, I can't think of greater impact that we've seen. You know what I'm talking about? Where catastrophic, I believe it was 250,000 casualties because of those, the bombs dropping. I mean, there's something about that kind of impact that resonates with us, but I don't think that's the impact that God is calling us to accomplish. I tell you, people have tried to be forceful with the Word of God. People have tried forceful impact with His Word and it hasn't always worked. We've left people beaten and bruised, but I don't know about transformed and redeemed. My heart as a pastor is that we look into the natural frequency. That we do something with the natural frequency because it's cool. There was a man in the early 20th century, an inventor. And this is something you've probably heard from me. If you want to pull up that next slide, Irene. His name is Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla was one of the greatest scientific minds uh, of all time. He actually worked with Thomas Edison. Him and Thomas Edison, they worked together. Actually, there's some people who like Nikola Tesla that say Edison stole some of his inventions. I mean, that's the the reality. But they worked together. Tesla, he's considered the, the father of modern electricity. He invented things like neon lights. He had a remote control boat before remote control boats were, were cool. He, he was all about inventing. He, he invented uh, motors and um, all these things that, that, that we see today. Let me see if I can find it. Radio communication, induction motor, neon lights, remote controls. I mean, he was just an incredible scientific mind. But the older he got, the more crazy he got. Elta, why are you laughing at that? We'll move on. (laughs) And so, the older he got, he became more compelled by weapons of mass destruction. Pastor, where are you going with this this morning? I'll get to natural frequency. He invented this thing called a death ray. Have you ever seen the ball that's the glass ball and it's got the thing that comes up and all those little... That's Tesla. He's the one who came up with that and he decided if he could harness that kind of energy, he could make a death ray and he would shoot airplanes. I guess they didn't have airplanes, but he could shoot people with this, this laser beam or some kind of technology and kill people. I mean, that's what he became compelled with. The other idea he had, he said, hey, there's this thing called natural frequency. Now, have you ever seen the video where the opera singer sings so loud that she cracks, that she shatters the wine glass. That's the idea of natural frequency. The cartoon where the guy sings so bad all the glasses crack. You know what I'm talking about? That's the idea of natural frequency. And so so Tesla said, everything's got a, a natural frequency. And he said, if I can tune in, if I can hone in on that natural frequency with anything, I can destroy it. I can break it. It was his philosophy. 
So he came up with what he called an oscillator, a machine. It was about the size of an alarm clock. But he knew that steel had a natural frequency. So sound waves, they go up and down, right? Up and down. His goal was to tap on those sound waves, and when he did it, it, it began to cause a vibration in whatever it was. And so he literally had this theory of, if I take my little oscillator, my earthquake machine, if you will, and I place it, and so the, the stories go that one day Tesla found a steel structure in New York City. That's where he was at. They were building a building in, in New York City, in Wall Street District is where it said. And, and, and there were construction guys on the building. And he showed up and he slapped his little oscillator on there and he turned it on and that thing just started just tapping. Nothing major. The size of an alarm clock. Just a piston going up and down tapping at the right frequency. He said all of a sudden that steel structure started to shake. The guys that were on that steel structure came down. And they asked what was going on because they thought they'd experienced an earthquake. The stories go that he took his little oscillator and he had it in his hotel room, in his apartment or his lab or wherever he was. Uh, his apartment is what it, where it was, his, where his laboratory were also. And, he, and he, he put it on his building in Manhattan. And all of a sudden the building was evacuated because they had an, an earthquake in this one room. It got so bad that he had to destroy the, the oscillator is what it says in, in, in mythology, whatever, the, the lore of Nikola Tesla. Pastor, why are you telling us all this? Because there's something that compels me about the natural frequency of an object. There's something that, that just stirs in my heart when it comes to the idea of natural frequency. I think a lot of times we feel like evangelism, what the church does, it's going to be big and powerful. It's going to be these, these giant demonstrations of, of incredible things that God does. But as a pastor, I'm convinced what God is doing in our church, what God is doing through our church, isn't coming from the, the great explosion, but from the persistent tapping. It's not coming from the atomic bomb dropping or, 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 or the plane flying into the tower, but it's coming from consistent tapping. That as we as a body are consistent, that we as a church, as we're consistent in what we're doing, I'm convinced that even some of the hardest people will be transformed. Even some of the greatest walls can fall down. Some of the tallest buildings can start to shake just because we're continually tapping. We're continually tapping with a natural frequency in everyone. So you say, Pastor, well, what, what is natural frequency? I mean, when it comes to sound waves, he had to know what rhythm to hit. He had to know what it was. Well, I've got a, I got a philosophy on what the natural frequency is in everyone. I'm going to read from the book of First John. First John chapter 4. I'm going to tell you what natural frequency is. I'm going to tell you what I believe the natural frequency in all of creation is. Every person, it's the same. Everything, it's the same. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. 
Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know love, does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not only that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and he has sent and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Why? Because God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Let me tell you, the natural frequency in everything in creation is the love of God. The natural frequency, whether the, the, the person or, or, or your, 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 your son or your aunt or your uncle, whoever may be, as hard as they possibly can be, the natural frequency in every one of us is love. Scripture says very clearly in 1 John chapter 4 that God is love. We were created in the image. Man was created in the image of God, according to Scripture. So I can therefore say, if God is love, man was created in the image of, love, of God, that we were created in the image of love. Every one of us has, has an, in, whether we recognize it or not, a natural frequency that begins to shake when we experience the love of God. You know what I'm talking about? Those moments where you just know God loves you, where you're reading His Word or you're singing a song or, or someone talks to you and you just start to, to shake just a little bit. There's something on the inside that jumps. Like someone calls you up and you don't know why, but they say, hey, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to tell you this or, or you've been praying for something and all of a sudden you saw it reveal and that thing on the inside of you that jumps, that's that natural frequency that's in all of us. God is love. That scripture in 1 John says that God is, is in us. He, he indwells us. Every tap is a contest, a, con, a connection of God's love. Every time in ministry we serve tacos or we give out backpacks or we give out roses like we're doing today or, or we're doing whatever, we're feeding people, we're, we're helping people, it's just a touch of love. That I believe no matter what, when you experience the love of God, it resonates in your heart. I don't care how hard you are. I don't care how big you feel. When you are touched by the love of God, it does something on the inside of you. Every time we're used of God, we're demonstrating His love. The natural frequency in all things is the love of God. My ministry philosophy as a pastor is pretty simple. If we can touch on that love enough, we can watch some pretty incredible impact happening. 
if we're consistent in tapping in love, if we're persistent in tapping in love, I believe that we can watch God do some pretty incredible things. We can see impact that is beyond our comprehension, not from just the tap, but from the continual tap, not just from the punch or the swing or the knock with the Word of God, but from God's love working inside of someone and bringing transformation in them. How? Pastor, you say love God, love people. We talked about it last week. Sometimes that's so hard to do. We love because He loved us first. I keep tapping because God's love is in me. I keep tapping not because... God's love has, has, has compelled my love to go, but because God's love is in me, and that's what comes from me. I love because He first loved me. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates his brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not seen, cannot love God whom they have seen. I'm sorry, I did that backwards. Whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Let me tell you, we love. We can tap in to the natural frequency. We can do the, what, what God desires us to do. We can be an oscillator, if you will, in our community simply because God loved us first. He says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. Let me tell you, the love of God is inside of you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the love of God is inside of you. Pastor, I, I struggle loving people sometimes. I do too. But let me tell you the love of God, it's inside of you. Let me tell you, He's placed His love. He's indwelled you. Sometimes we just got to figure out how to get what's inside of us to come out. The challenge isn't what's in me. The challenge is making that, that fruit come from within me. He's indwelled us with His love. We love because God loved us first. How much does He love us? He, he poured out His love upon us. So I can love. So, so what do I do? How, Pastor? Sometimes it's, it's so hard. I mean, I know the love of God. I know what His love does. I understand His love was so great. I understood it when I received forgiveness for my sin. I understood it when I, when I heard about Jesus Christ and what He did for me. But I just can't seem to produce that outside of me. I hear that frustration. Pastor, I want to love people. I want to be who God made me be. I want to I love people, but it's so hard for me to love. I'm going to tell you, he's fine. Someone's going to say, I disagree, Pastor. Okay? Disagree with me. Loving people is the easiest thing you can do. No, it's not. About 3 o'clock in the morning when Elliot woke up for the fourth time because he wasn't feeling well and Graham woke up and everything else. Love was not what was coming from within me. Pastor, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Let me tell you, love 
is the easiest thing you can do. What do you mean? Because that's what you were made to do. That's what you were made to do. Walt used a phrase this morning. It's a phrase that I've used. It's another analogy of ministry that I've talked about. In Rome, they used to have, they wanted to get water from here to there. So what did they do? They built these giant aqueducts to get water to go from here to there. How smart does an aqueduct have to be? We use pipes today, right? How hard is it to be a pipe? Who doesn't feel qualified to be a pipe? I don't know enough. That's all God wants us to be. That's all He's asking for you to be. You're simply the vessel through which His love is flowing. You're simply just the carrier for the love that He's placed inside of you that's going out from you. You're not making the love. You're not creating the love. You're simply the one that God's love is flowing through. Can you be a pipe? Pastor's setting the bar high this morning. Matthew chapter 5, he uses a couple other words. He says, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt was the saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Be who God made you to be. We make this so complicated. Like we really do, we complicate what God wants. Simply put, God wants us to love Him. Because I love Him, I can love people. Because I love people, God's going to impact their life. That's not deep theology. That's the reality of God's Word. I love God and God pours out His love in me. He allows me to be able to love people. It's not because of of who I am or anything else. It's simply because of who God made me. His love is in me and I can pour that out on those who are around me. So why aren't we doing the simple? Like why does the simple become so complicated? I might say the wrong thing. What's so wrong? This morning, it's, it's our Rose Outreach. I love this outreach because it's so simple that even a pipe can do it. Okay, maybe not. Bar's a little higher. You're going to have to use your words. Today's a day of impact. Today is a day of, of incredible impact because today is a day that that oscillator is going to touch someone's life. What is it? What's so hard about looking at someone and saying, I've been praying. Pastor, my pastor's mean and he makes me pray about things. And he's stretching me this morning. And he asked us to pray about people. 
He asked us just to pray for God to lay someone on our heart. And God laid you on my heart. And I just want to tell you this morning that God loves you. How hard is that? How hard is it to look at someone and say, Hey, it's Valentine's Day. Look at Walt. No, better not say it to Walt. Look at someone and say, hey, no one likes you, but God loves you this Valentine's Day, whatever. No. Look at someone and tell them God loves you. Right? I will tell you that's impact. I tell you what, you want to know impact? You know, guys, we're, we're pretty proud. <laughs> We've got to be tough. Right? So, I mean, I mean, giving a flower woman to woman, that's easy. But dude to dude, we can't do that. That's crazy. I think I'm a little bit feminine. What kind of profound impact comes when, when a man walks up to another man and says, Hey, man, I was praying God. He just wants me to tell you he loves you. Oh, yeah, it feels weird. It's the touch of God in someone's life. Yeah, it may be awkward. I don't need your rose. Yeah, but you need the love of the Father. This morning, it's an opportunity for us to show His love. I'm going to ask Walton Carey to come forward, and I'm going to ask us to do something this morning. God is love. God absolutely is love. This morning, if you don't feel like His love is filling you, if you feel like, hey, my pipe seems a little empty today, I want us to stop and pray, God, fill me with Your love. How can I give out what's not inside of me? Well, how do I do that? You simply ask. If you wanted to fill up the pitcher, what would you do? You'd go to the faucet, turn it on, it would fill it up, and everything would be well. What we have to do, we ask, God, fill me. He is love. He will do that this day. Let God fill you this morning. After you've let God fill you, maybe you fill you, maybe you've already been doing that today, start to pray. God, God who? You might already think you know who. Just listen for a little bit. God who? Like who do you want to say I love you to this day? God, who can I be a conduit of your love, a vessel of your love, an aqueduct of your love? It may be the one you expected, but it may be someone you never expected. Pray that that God, God would use you to show His love.
Father, I thank you for all of us this morning. I thank you for this place, for every rose that's on these steps. God, I thank you because each one of them represents a heart, a life, someone that you love. Thank you, God, that each one represents someone that that you just want to say this morning, I love you. God, I pray for us all in this room that you would fill us. Fill us, God. Father, I pray that you would fill us this day. God, I pray the love of God That you are love. That the very nature of God, the very natural frequency in every one of us would would be shaken this day with the love of God. God, if we have something that's blocking our pipe, if there's something that's affecting us from being who you've called us to be, I pray for forgiveness. I pray that you would remove that clog that's been inside of us, God. I pray that that you would, would take out that thing that's been blocking your flow from going through us. Fill us this day. God, fill us. Fill us with your love. And God, I begin to pray for names. Father, I pray for faces for each one of us. God, that as we focus upon you, as we focus upon your word, you place someone on our heart. God, help us to see. Maybe there's lots of people we're seeing, God. Maybe there's lots of of faces that that are going, whatever it might be. God, I just pray that we hear from you this day. Because today is a day of simple but incredible impact. Because we're simply being used the way you designed us to be used. God, use me. God, use me. God, use me. Let me be obedient to what you're speaking to my heart in this moment. As Walt and Carrie lead us in a chorus, I just would encourage you to continue in prayer. Mike, if you can go up and get the kids. I want the kids down here too so they can get roses as well. Uh, but we'll just continue in an attitude of prayer. Just spend a little bit of time with God before we respond. I'll, t- I'll talk about the roses and let you know. But just spend some moments with Him. And, and show us love. Be the church. Be the pipe. Be the vessel. And watch the impact that comes as we're obedient to His words.